Hi, this is Annie from the Smithsonian American Art Museum's Loose Foundation Center. Since 2011, we've hosted Loose Unplugged, a free monthly concert series that celebrates the work of local musicians. Now we are partnering with Hometown Sounds to bring you tracks from DC artists we love. For more on Loose Unplugged, visit americanart.si.edu slash loose slash unplugged. There you'll find a complete list of Loose Unplugged artists, videos of past performances, and artist interviews on our blog, iLevel. We look forward to welcoming you back to the museum once it's safe to hold concerts again. Until then, stay well, stay in touch, and enjoy these tunes from our neighbors in the DMV. Hey, I'm Yasmin Williams, and this is the Loose Listening Party presented by Hometown Sounds. Thank you. 
Hey, welcome back to Hometown Sounds. We show you how DC rocks. I'm Tony Vareco. I'm Paul Vodra. And this is the Loose Listening Party, presented with our friends at the Loose Foundation Center in the Smithsonian American Art Museum. They have hosted the Loose Unplugged live music series since 2011. And while that is on hold during the pandemic, we are helping them out with the Loose Listening Party series, where we interview and feature some of the acts that we would love to feature on the live stage. And maybe we will get to soon when things start opening up again. And our guest this week is Yasmin Williams, uh, amazing guitar player. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Yeah, thank you all for having me. This is dope. We absolutely love uh, the music. We featured it previously on the podcast and we're so happy to dig into it more. Um, And I think, I mean, it's such a great origin story that I think has been uh, uh, explored a lot, but we, but we'd love to hear, you, you know, with, with guitar hero two, getting your start that way. Can you, can you tell us about uh, getting started with this musical journey with a video game? Yeah. Well, it's apparently not as much as, of an anomaly as people might think it is. I've had plenty of people tell me they kind of got started with guitar hero rock band or whatever. But I guess I'm kind of weird because it definitely influenced how I play guitar as well. The game, basically, I love the game. All the songs in the game, or most of them, incorporated tapping or, you know, like regular guitar tapping, super fast, super hardcore type stuff. And that's what I originally wanted to play, but that didn't work. (laughs) Maybe about a year in, I kind of, maybe a year and a half, I kind of gave up on that. I just realized I wasn't really cut out to be a buckethead or to be a whatever. So I kind of switched gears a little bit and figured out why well, I played, started playing acoustic guitar because I really love using my fingers instead of like a pick, a regular pick at least. And I love finger style as it turns out. And I figured out how to incorporate the kind of tapping aspects that were in the game onto acoustic guitar in a way that's most natural to me, which is just kind of playing it in my lap um, and adding cool percussion sounds and other stuff. And, um, yeah, that's kind of how that how that started (laughs) do you remember the specific moment when you were playing the game and thinking okay now now i actually want to learn to play guitar oh yeah yeah as soon as i started playing yeah (laughs) like the same day i think i first turned the game on and grabbed the controller and yeah the first time i played the game i just it was probably the first thing i remember like kind of begging for a guitar like I, i never really wanted too much as a kid and i don't really care about that much but i really wanted a guitar <laughs> like guitar was like the first thing that really kind of stuck out to me and i was like i gotta have my own guitar because i had two older brothers and i just kind of followed them around a lot so that was kind of like the first thing i wanted that was like my own thing do you still play guitar here or any other similar games oh, i wish i the last time i played was <laughs> last year at a music festival, actually, they had an arcade in town, and um, they had it in the arcade, and I played it. I'm really bad now. Uh, <laughs> I used to have the game, but I don't know where it went. Somewhere, it's probably in storage or something. But yeah, I'm pretty not good. <laughs> could hardly do expert. Could barely get on like hard level. I was pretty disappointed. But <laughs> well. Clearly, your talents have, have gone into better places. Yeah, there you yeah. go. That's a good way to look at it. <laughs> what? 
how, what was the process of, of learning to play it on your lap? Is that something that you, you took on from, from looking at other people playing it or did you just make that up on your own? So I got the idea on my own and I messed around with it. I remember the first time I tried doing it, I, I couldn't do it. So I stopped and waited maybe about three months or so and tried it again. And it was a lot better. But I kind of mainly just developed it on my own. I wasn't really one to look at too many YouTube videos. Um, I mean, I would look at other guitarists, but they just, it didn't really inspire me to do anything. I really just wanted to write my own songs and figure out my own voice since I figured that would be more fun than like learning a cover. Like I'd already done that with electric guitar. I was kind of over it by the time I switched to acoustic. Yasmin, can I ask you one last question about Guitar Hero? Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's cool. If there was an acoustic Guitar Hero game... Oh, my God. Would you play it? Yeah. <laughs> I would play it, and I would really, like, kind of campaign for one of my songs to be on there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my follow-up question was, who are some artists or songs you'd like to see in the game? And you, you've kind of answered that. <laughs> that would be amazing if there was an acoustic version. You know, we need an acoustic guitar hero. I think that would be great. Long overdue. Actually, they, it was covered in a South Park episode. Seriously? I had the idea, and then I was like, wait, has there been a, an acoustic guitar hero game? So I just Googled it, and a South Park thing was the first result. Of course. They're always ahead of their time. Yep. <laughs> Uh, I would love it. So the song that we started out this episode with was called Sun Showers. It comes from the new album, Urban Driftwood. Here's what I want to know. Your your songs are instrumental. And what is the process that you do to, to name these songs? How do you come up with a name for the instrumental songs? Oh, and tell us about the origin of the of the lovely new portmanteau of, of Sun Showers. Well, I don't name most of my songs. Other people name them. That's been the case forever. How do those names get sourced? So I, if I finish a song, I typically play it at a show. And I just tell the crowd, oh, you know, this is untitled number, whatever, whatever, because that's what it is. It's untitled 2 million, whatever. So a lot of times people who attend my shows <laughs> give me great names and I've also had like song naming contests online, which is how I got the name Urban Driftwood and Dragonfly and all of those are, are other people named them. And I just kind of look at the name and like figure out context in which it would work. And a lot of people got similar vibes, I guess, from the songs that were included on Urban Driftwood. The only one I named was um, Sun Showers. And uh, yeah, so Sun Showers. I just thought, you know, the the concept of rain while sunny like that's what a sun shower is um that fit the song perfectly and it also fit the mood i wanted to capture yasmin you've mastered a ton of different instruments what drives you to continually learn all these new instruments um i would say one i just love sounds and playing instruments is really fun um especially stringed instruments um but the other thing is Funnily you said that, because I, I was trying to teach myself how to play banjo. This was 2019-ish, and I was okay. I was pretty good, but um, I quit and sold it because I got frustrated, because I, I just don't 
I guess I'm so not used to feeling new at something now when it comes to music that I just couldn't handle that. And I would love to get over that so I could learn more instruments. And I'm starting to get over that with the Chora, um, trying to teach myself that, which is just impossible, it seems. I definitely have to find someone to, <laughs> to help. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I just have to kind of get over feeling new at things. And, and I have to keep wanting to learn new, new instruments and new musical things, and, uh, yeah. Just learning instruments is, is just fun and it keeps me grounded, I guess. Paul, we want to play another song. Yeah, I think that is a perfect segue into the next song that we want to feature. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> From Yasmin Williams and the album Urban Driftwood, this is the song Urban Driftwood.
That song was called Urban Driftwood featuring Amadou Koyate uh, from the album Urban Driftwood. Such a such an amazing song. And there is also a music video for that song. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you about that music video. It's 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 really beautiful. What what made you decide to to make a music video? Uh, why do you think a music video is important nowadays to have out there? I thought it was important for that particular song just because of what I wanted to say through the visual format. The theme of the album and of that song in particular is kind of nature in urban spaces and how we may perceive something or for example, an urban space, the video was shot in Baltimore. You may not think of Baltimore as having nice, you know, natural spaces or even just kind of little spots in nature, which, yeah, that's just something that I thought would be really cool to kind of showcase. I'm not too keen on music videos, to be honest. I don't really care about them, but um, <laughs> I don't really watch them <laughs> that often. <laughs> but I figured I, I should have a music video just to have one. And that song was kind of perfect for that. Yeah, it was, it was just worked out. On the subject of you learning to play lots of different instruments, that song <laughs> yeah. featured the lovely performing on the uh, mbira, the thumb piano. Mm -hmm. What was your journey of learning that instrument? Oh, that's just been kind of, I haven't really learned anything, to be honest. It's been just noodling around. <laughs> I guess the approach I take with anything, you know, from the core to the mbira to whatever, tap shoes, whatever, is just whatever serves a song and if I can kind of figure out how to play whatever's in my head or whatever I think fits in or what I think is needed. You know, if you ask me to play a song on a kalimba, like a traditional thing, I can't do that because I don't know yet. I haven't dived into that, which I really do want to, but it's more just like different instruments serve as more compositional tools. I'm not really looking for mastery at this point because I don't have time and just well, that's a lifetime thing. I'm, I don't. I barely know much about the guitar. I can't really focus on other <laughs> instruments right now. <laughs> but yeah, they're just more like songwriting tools, and like I just think they sound great with acoustic guitar. Speaking of of live performances, do you enjoy the live performance in front of an audience the most? Do you prefer it over uh, making studio recordings? Where Where do you come on versus live performance versus recording in a studio? Yeah, that's a really cool question because I don't know. I've been trying to figure that out for years now. I love performing in front of people. I don't like the nervousness and the getting to the show and setting things up and waiting around and sound checking and everything that happens before a show. I love the feeling I have after the show is over. So if I could just skip the playing and just go to after the show is over, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> I definitely love like just recording music as well maybe i don't want to say i prefer to playing shows because i love interacting with people after shows it's the best part of being a musician to me but i do also love getting recordings that sound great and releasing them and having people listen i don't know i love i love them both um live shows are just make me more nervous i don't really get too nervous in the studio since everything's always planned out live shows you never know what's going to happen and i don't like that one of the things we like to do on the Loose Listening Party is ask our featured guest to uh, spin some songs by other DC musicians that they appreciate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we're going to hear one of those songs now. First up is Stranger in the Alps.
are over sooner, but the line is better. The days are shorter now. Walk me to the corner. The leaves were walking over, all dyed in different colors. The days are shorter now, but the line is better. Days are over sooner, but my shadow's longer. Days are shorter now, but the wind is strong. Hiding a house of paper before it to blow over. Days are over sooner, but the line is better. Days are shorter now. Walk me to the corner. The leaves were walking over. I've fallen here forever. Days are shorter now, but the line is better. Days are over sooner. Used to stay up late. Days are shorter now, but we know them better. That was Stranger in the Alps with a track called The Days Are Over Sooner, Perens, But the Light is Better, Close Perens. It is the lead and title track from the 2019 EP by Stranger in the Alps. 
And also just, you know, we like to shout this out that we featured them on the Kennedy Center's Millennium stage back in 2017. And that is still up on YouTube. And it was an amazing show. Oh, whoa. Yeah, that was fantastic. That's cool. We love Steve Kolowich, that happy, humble guy with his great baseball cap. <laughs> Yasmin, how'd you come around to Stranger in the Alps? Well, that's a cool tidbit. Well, okay. So I saw them at a So Far Sound show. And we talked after and we really liked each other's stuff. And I listened to more of their stuff on Spotify and Bandcamp. And I was like, wow, this is great. And this particular track, I love the vibe of it. It's just like very kind of dreamy. I like the lyrics a lot too. And I don't normally listen to lyrics all that closely, but I don't know why these kind of hit. It's just a vibe. <laughs> I totally get that. Mad vibes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't. It's just the vibe of the track. I really like it. Every time I listen to it, I'm just like, yeah, this is, this is nice. You mentioned going to see shows. Do you go to a lot of live music? And, and what, what is your relationship with like the DC music scene or various scenes within as a whole? Wow. Okay. I don't see as much live music as I want. I don't really think I see much live music at all. Um, just cause I don't even don't have time or, I just don't go, but I'm definitely going to change that. <laughs> like Now that it was taken away from us for so long, I'm definitely going to see something, hopefully once a week or more. And the DC music scene is very, um, it's been good to me. I mean, I think I've met a lot of the folk people and, you know, like DC or Tacoma Park and all of that. And some people in Virginia. Yeah. I mean, it it's, seems to be thriving. I hope that we get more exposure just as a region, you know, I feel like DC's always been underrated, you know, from go-go to funk groups to folk people and rappers, you know, everything. Yeah, I just hope we get more exposure and I hope things continue to grow, really. That's what we're trying to do on this podcast. So I'm glad that you're behind that. Yeah, for sure. So let's hear another track the Asmin has picked out for us. I'm so happy you picked this one out. This is amazing. This is, uh, this is a classic song by Odyssey.
That song was called Beach Drive by Odyssey. It comes from the 2011 album Rock Creek Park by the famed producer and MC. And just as a little side note, while I was jamming to that amazing song, I was just thinking that Tony and I, before the pandemic, we would record the podcast at each other's houses. You know, he'd come over to my house. I'd come over to his house. We'd record the podcast. And I live in Arlington and Tony lives in Silver Spring. And to get from my house to Tony's house, I drive through Rock Creek Park and I drive on Beach Drive. And that was what it was making me think of was that maybe someday soon we'll be able to do that. Yeah. Beach Drive, windy enough just to keep you on your toes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. And how about the coda in that song? It's like two songs for the price of one. <laughs> right? I just love this track so much. It's something I've definitely kind of blared out of my car while driving through D.C. and just kind of being like, I'm happy this is where I live. And of course, Rock Creek Park is definitely D.C.'s most significant green space in the city. Yeah. You know, what you were talking about earlier with the urban driftwood. Mm-hmm. You know, that is definitely where D.C. is at. And obviously, just great, too. He's definitely one of my favorite um, rappers from the region. If not my favorite, probably my favorite. His production is just, it's always impeccable. The, the sounds he makes is just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still sad that he moved to Brooklyn, but he is, he's still, you know, DC at heart for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've, like I've said this on the podcast before. I saw Odyssey at the 930 Club a few years ago. Ah. And I think that is the loudest I have heard a 930 Club sold out audience cheer for the act on stage snap there was so much hometown love for him yeah it was insane that's dope yasmin what's in your favorite smoothie what's in my favorite smoothie yeah okay so we gotta have i just okay so someone made me a watermelon strawberry banana raspberry type thing and it was amazing so that (laughs) i love anything with Banana, strawberries. I didn't know watermelon, but that that's a thing now for me. Banana, strawberry is the, the classic king of smoothies combo. Yes. But also, like, you know, sometimes I'm in the mood for mixed berries, you know, blueberries, um, blackberries, stuff like that. But yeah, smoothies are great. Whenever you're at the, the grocery store and you see mixed berry yogurt, what are the mixed berries? Is it raspberry, blueberry, blackberry? Oh, you know what? Honestly, I'm gonna look it up right now. <laughs> because I buy Siggy's mixed berry all the time and I don't know what's in it. So I want to see. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's, uh, uh, no, not, no. Give me one second. Give me one second. No, we all want to know this. <laughs> Have you guys had Siggy's? It's like the best yogurt. Oh, I, Siggy's is great. Okay, good. Okay. Raspberries, blackberries, strawberries. Oh, how do you pronounce it? A-C-A-I. How? Acai. Acai berries. There you go. Yep. So those. Cool. We got to the bottom of that one. (laughs) Do you think you'd be talking about yogurt tonight? Yeah. I'm happy about it, actually. (laughs) I'm digging it. This is the best energy I've done. Nice. No one's ever, no one's ever, <laughs> I've never got to mention my love of Siggy's in an interview. <laughs> Thank you for understanding me. 
That's the magic of Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear another amazing DC song the Asmunds picked out for us. This is uh, some uh, old friends of ours. This is Wilder.
That was Ready to Break by Wilder from their 2019 album, Golden Age Thinking. You can buy that album on CD vinyl or digital through their Bandcamp page. And this is another act that we featured on the Kennedy Center's Millennium Stage back in 2017. Wild. You really stepped in it, Yasmin. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, that was fun. Uh, It was such a good night, such a good band. That song had so many hand claps in it. I loved it. So, okay. So I met them at a So Far Sound show in New York. And we were like, oh, they were like, well, we're from Virginia, you know, slash DC, whatever. Why don't we from Virginia too? Cool. And they had mentioned in their set that they had music that was played in like Teen Mom and other stuff, and they didn't care for it. I was like, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Love Wilder. It's happy and fun. I love, I love, I like the album a lot. I think it's great. Yeah. So poppy and fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. Yasmin, so I know that some of the inspiration for your music has been grounded in the recent police violence directed toward African-Americans and in solidarity with Black Lives Matter. But your music is so chill. In fact, last week I was joking around with someone talking about how I, I think that often your, your music sounds like great mental health if it were translated into music. Oh, wow. That is like, man, that's one of the best compliments I've gotten. Thanks. I really appreciate that. So now that the world is changing yet again, things are starting to open up. Uh, what can we look forward to with, uh, with your musical output? Um, what do you have coming up? What are you hoping to work on? Uh, performances you're going to be doing? What do you have coming up for us? Oh, wow. Um, a lot of performances in the fall from mid-September to basically like early December. I will be on the road. Um, almost constantly. Are you going to be driving? Like, how are you going to be getting around? I mean, a lot of the things are, um, I have to fly here and then I'll drive to the other places and I have to like drop off the rental car at the next airport (laughs) type situations. But um, yeah, I have a cool concert in July. It's on July 21st. Uh, The NYC-based group Contemporaneous, it's like an orchestral group, they're arranging three of the songs on Urban Driftwood. Um, for their group, which is super cool. I'm working with three composers, actually, who are doing a great job. And yeah, that's definitely the first time I've ever had my music like arranged for any type of orchestra set. And I'll be playing with them. So that's dope. That's real dope. Returning real quick to you traveling, to your traveling and you getting around. You mentioned that you'll be, you'll be renting some cars. When you rent a car, do you get the most basic sedan or do you like splurge and like see if you can score like a dodge charger man you know what i plan on splurging i have been trapped in this house (laughs) and i plan on you know renting the most insane vehicle (laughs) i can get so that almost takes us to the end of this episode of the loose listening party i want to thank of course yasmin williams for hanging out with us tell the audience where your musical friends can go to follow what you're doing. Where, where on the socials do you like to post? Yeah, so Instagram or Twitter, and also my website, um, gaspinwarnsmusic.com. You can find all of my show dates. Um, I've, we've posted a ton, so check that out. I'm on Bands in Town and Songkick too, if anyone uses those. Yeah, those are the best places to 
keep up with me, I think. Love it. We have one last song for you on this episode of the Loose Listening Party. We're going to play an older song from Yasmin Williams from the 2018 album Unwind. We're going to play a song called Skippin' Parentheses Song for Brie. Yasmin, who's Brie? She's a good friend of mine, and I wrote the song for her birthday because I, I, I didn't get her an actual gift. So the song was her gift, and she loved it. Now, did you, were you like, I, oh, dang, I did not get her a gift, so, but I can write her a song? Yes, that's exactly what it, yes, yep. Oh, I hope you didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if I'm being honest, that's what it was. It's a pretty awesome gift. Right? I Thank you. Wow. I didn't have much time. <laughs> <laughs> Yasmin, it's been so fun getting to chat with you tonight. Yeah, this has been dope. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Paul. And we'll we'll see you all all next time. time.